Hello, and welcome to our podcast, da, 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 da. The 2 a.m. Club. The Honey Bunnies. Hey, how you doing, my love? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Thank, well, thank you. Our first, our first guest on our first professional microphones. That's true. <laughs> That's quite, uh, I'm a little bit nervous, actually. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> so quiet. Uh, I don't know what to say anymore. I, I'm supposed to say me too, but, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> but no, welcome to Marcy and Adam. Hello. Thank you guys for having us. Thank you for here. for joining us. Hi actually. guys. Hello. <laughs> Wanting to join us and talk about the beauty and the beast of parenting. <laughs> um. We are happy to talk about our little beast, Anna. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is quite a beautiful beast. <laughs> we call, call her Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's really? her nickname? <laughs> Especially when she shrieks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, all right, so do you guys want to tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been in Dubai, a little bit about your path? Yeah, so um, my name is Marcy, married to Adam for how long now? Five years? But we've been together for 17 years, we're actually... Oh wow, a long time. Yeah, childhood sweetheart, our um, high school sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, childhood is going <laughs> probably a, Sounds a weird. decade Wrong. too Wrong. far. <laughs> I think it's like Adam's children made up song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we've been living in Dubai. Well, I've been living in Dubai since 2018. Uh, but I had a short break from Dubai and I went to Bahrain during COVID. And that's where Anna was born. And shortly after that, we moved back to Dubai, and that's where we live now. Me, Anna, Adam, and our little cat, Yoko. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I'm Adam. I think Marcy has given a a good uh, history of of our whereabouts and stuff. I've only been living in Dubai since November. Uh, A lovely place to live, and I think it's, it's nice to consolidate our family in one place, finally. And I think Anna was a a considerable driver behind it. Yeah. How was life in uh, Bahrain? Fantastic. Yeah. I I, li- I I love Bahrain. I love Dubai for different reasons. I would probably rate them, you know, they're, they're both great places to live. And I think if you, uh, you know, if, I- if you look for negatives, you're really nitpicking. Um, and I think I would, um, yeah, rate them, rate them very, very highly and very similarly. So it's it's just nice to have a have a chance to live in a in another country and uh, move to Dubai and uh, spend a bit of time here. Great for the kids as well. Really. Where are you from, actually? I'm from. Uh, I think we're both from from Poland. Yes, we are. I mean, you if think? They're <laughs> 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 if they're childhood <laughs> sweethearts. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we 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 spent a bit of time living in the UK. We studied there, um, did our university, started our careers, and then two. Th- 2018 moved to Middle East, initially living in two different places, you know, commuting to see each other over the weekend. And then obviously COVID came, which, you know, I think helped us to kind of relocate to to, to one place. Um, And that was, yeah, it was was difficult and obviously it was tragedy and and, and tough for a lot of people. But for us, it allowed us to uh, stay in one place for longer. Yeah. And we have a soft spot for Bahrain because that's where I spent most most of my pregnancy and mm-hmm. Anna was born there and it was just the best time ever. Uh, the pregnancy and uh, first 
first months with Anna. So that experience in Bahrain and all the support that we got from our friends uh, in Bahrain was just awesome. It was the best time. How was the birth? How was the birth in Bahrain? The hospitals, the, the care, pre and post? Um, birth was great. I mean, I I had a C-section, so... Um, and it was, it was kind of planned, but kind of emergency C-section, because um, I've read a lot about uh, childbirth, and I have an older sister, and she has two kids, so I was always looking up to her and kind of interpreting her experience into mine. And her first childbirth was traumatic. Mm. So mm. it lasted 32 hours. Oh. In the end, they had to <coughs> suck my nephew out <laughs> with this sucking machine. And then um, it, was, it was really bad. And I decided that I do not want to experience that. And me and my sister are the same build. Mm-hmm. So um, I thought, okay, this is going to happen to me if they're going to induce me. And that's what they wanted to do. And I said, no induction. No, no, no. Either it's going to happen naturally or C-section. And um, it never happened naturally. I had to have emergency C-section, which I kind of prepared myself for. And um, and then the childbirth was pretty easy. It was what, half an hour it was really quick. I didn't, I mean, thank God it was quick, but I didn't expect it to happen so quickly. And I was there behind the curtain and it just sort of happened. Yeah. And um, <coughs> Anna came out and I remember Adam was like, is she out? Is she there? And we could hear this. Wah, wah. Mm. <laughs> she was very quiet, wasn't yeah. she? It was a very elegant cry. Yeah. And then she was 10 out of 10 on Apgar scale. It was all great i felt really good afterwards i had very fast recovery um yeah it was just super easy <laughs> um but the care in the hospital was very good as well yeah you had yeah. your own room i mean the food was the 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 portions you were given i mean it was enough for the two of us <laughs> yeah i, I was mean sleeping uh, on the sofa yeah <laughs> was it a sofa like or a was it like a like a couch that turned into a sofa it was a couch that turned so into a super sofa. super uncomfortable right yeah one of what these. we have to go through it's just incredible <laughs> <laughs> poor man <laughs> it's very uncomfortable but uh, i mean i can't i don't want to complain because comparing to my friends in poland mm-hmm. uh, that had to give birth during covid or post covid oh yeah i can only their their partners were not allowed to be with them. So yeah. Mm. So I think we are very blessed to have this um, our own room where we can have some uh, our family time and Adam can be there. And also you have the typical Middle Eastern experience when they say you're not allowed to have orange juice because it's not good for for the uh, breast milk. And then what do they serve you uh, the next day? Orange, orange juice. juice. <laughs> It's kind of funny that every culture has these things where, <laughs> you know, like that one culture will be like, oh, you can't have an orange juice. And then the other one is you can't have the windows open. Mm. Like in China, it's like the fung, the air. Yes. Right. But all every other country, they don't care. Or like with uh, with washing the, the newborn as well. I yeah. think there's different like schools of thoughts yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you're not allowed right? to put them in the washing machine. And what? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Speaking it's of Middle yep. East uh, culture as well, remember that old lady that, went into our um i guess room at the hospital yeah that when was actually Anna was crying. very scary so 
I was struggling with breastfeeding and that was my uh, biggest nightmare during pregnancy and then uh, postpartum. I could not and Anna could not latch and uh, I was struggling with her and then she was crying. We were in the hospital. Adam was in the bathroom at the time and this lady came um, wearing a baya, wearing headscarf. And I was holding Anna, she was crying, and this lady came to me and she said, oh, baby, can I, can I take her, can I take her? And my motherly instinct was like, no, <laughs> no, get away from my baby. I got so scared, I, I don't know why, but I thought that she will grab my baby and just ru run away. And then she left, and then Adam came out uh, after a few minutes, and he was like, what's happening? And I was just so scared. But I, I never saw this lady again. Sounds like the witch of Bahrain. I didn't even hear anything. Didn't hide. Are you sure? I think that was a witch of Bahrain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Could be like a, a next horror movie. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah, but then after um, coming back home, I remember this funny story. Adam was in such a shock that we just have this little baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we went to Starbucks drive through and Adam uh, <laughs> ordered two uh, Nespresso Frappuccinos because it was really hot and um, he paid for them. Uh, two for him? No, oh. one for me. One for you, okay. All right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he paid for them and left and drove off. <laughs> what? I also left a tip. <laughs> <laughs> and after like a few seconds, I'm like, where are you going? Where, where are the coffees? And then he had to <laughs> reverse back <laughs> to the drive-thru and the guy was just <laughs> laughing. So that, I think, shows how uh, Adam's state of mind during... Yeah, uh, your, brain, your brain gets rewired. Yeah. Were you ready to have the baby? Were you guys like prepared before mentally, physically, everything ready? Or did you guys just say, all right, I mean, it seems like Adam didn't even know they were having a baby. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, afterwards at the Starbucks, Oops. like, oh, shit, I have a child. <laughs> I need to go now. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's, uh, you know, in terms of being ready, I mean, thank God pregnancy is, like, nine months. Because I think if it was, like, two days, then obviously, you know, it, it, it can get a bit all over the place. Um, I think you're never 100% ready mm. you've got a lot of time to prepare for it and you know we marcy and i i think we're compulsive planners in terms of like getting the the house organized and you know buying all of the necessities so i think that we were on point like we had all of the stuff packed for you know emergency drive to the hospital um i i, I think mentally it was um so something that that we were getting ready for and you know we we made that conscious um decision but you know it it was a journey and i think when it happens you've got all sorts of thoughts in in your head you know you've got the the good the hopeful thoughts you've got a little bit of anxiety um but you know i think it's it, it's all very natural isn't it like you know yesterday we went out for lunch and anna wasn't there and I think it was the first time we went out for a date lunch in a in a long time, and it was it was nice, but I kind of miss her, you know. I mean, you you can eat your lunch without having to um, run around the restaurant after your toddler. From that perspective, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and 
you don't have your child smashing plates and uh, climbing stuff. So yeah, it was kind <coughs> of boring. And we spend a lot of time trying not to talk about Anna, but we always went back to talking about Anna. Yeah, didn't we? Yeah. It, it is crazy, actually. We were we were with friends the other night, and then we were just talking about kids the whole time. Uh -huh. And then someone was like, "Okay, can we change subject?" And then eventually we just came back to the same <laughs> again, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. we're trying consciously not to talk about them, but somehow you and the kids return. weren't even there. Yeah, they exactly. Were, they were exactly. not even there, oh so we were enjoying alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting and eating, and we're just talking about the kids the whole time. Blah 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 blah. And then I think it was Phil. I was at the hot pot. Ah, right. And then right, hot right. Was like, and then he was like, "Okay, can we like really change subjects right now?" <laughs> like his wife is in France right now with the kid. So he's like sleeping in late. Uh -huh. He's watching movie. He went to the movie. <laughs> you know, you kind of hate him. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> and he's sleeping in late. He's like, he's doing work around the house. Please uh, stop. Please stop. Because <laughs> it's making me angry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is crazy that somehow afterwards you just kind of the subject goes back into yeah. the yeah. kid. Oh yeah. It does. Oh yeah, it definitely does. So and what do you? Sorry. Go ahead. So no, go uh, ahead. Go uh, what do you think was the most surprising for you, being a parent? Like, what was there like after birth? Uh, okay, you mentioned breastfeeding was was difficult. Did you expect it, or was no, it a surprise? No, I planned to be a um, breastfeeding mom because you know, breast is best. <laughs> breast is best. Oh my That's a T-shirt. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> breast is best. Um, and I really prepared myself for. Uh, having this breastfeeding journey and I've read all about it and uh, we hired a doula she was helping us with the breastfeeding it just didn't work it didn't work for me it didn't work for Anna and I just couldn't I think it was very tough on me I I, I was borderline depressed about not being able to breastfeed But Adam was really supportive. Adam was like, "Ah, just give her a bottle. It's fine." <laughs> nice. Simples, right? Plus, I can feed her as well, and I I couldn't do that with my breast. <laughs> 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 Although she was very interested in Adam's nipples, but she was not interested in my nipples at all. She <laughs> Adam yeah, was though. She's <laughs> very she, she she she's very intrigued by my nipples. Strangely, um, but I was pumping. Um, for a while and then giving her both formula and um, my pumped breast milk. But then after I went back to work, after three months, I was like, it's not, it's not gonna work. I mean, I'm in conference calls, breast pump is making noise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to explain to people what is this noise, so. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to stop and, uh, and then Anna got COVID. And then I, uh, yeah, she was three months old and I got, COVID, uh, I got COVID and then I gave COVID to Anna. And then at that point, I was uh, considering going back to pumping again because breast milk will provide the baby with all the antibodies. Uh, but Anna recovered within one day. So, um, wow. yeah, but I think it's because I was also sick. I had COVID when I was pregnant. Yeah, so you same, got the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. You actually you, you got the vaccine while you were pregnant. The third one, the, the booster. Third one. We and I got sick, so Mudanui was pretty sick, yeah, yeah. protected, yeah. I think. Same so. with me. I had three, uh, three times I was vaccinated. Uh, I had my third dose when I was pregnant. They just asked me to wait uh, until the second trimester. 
and then I got COVID when we were in Iceland. Oh. <laughs> I was five months pregnant. We were climbing volcanoes and ice skates. Uh, as a pregnant woman does. <laughs> <laughs> And then I got COVID in Iceland and um, and then I got COVID again. But I think uh, that's that's why Anna was uh, was so uh, good when when she got COVID because I had it before and she had mm. all the antibodies yeah. uh, from before. So but that was very scary because you get the s- small brand new baby and only at three months she's she's getting sick yeah we had to i had to take her to an icu right yeah and she got swabbed and all that kind of stuff she was very it was very strange because you know now obviously she's got runny nose and you're kind of used to that but (laughs) first time she's uh she's she's poorly it really hits you how you know vulnerable she is and you just want to do something you kind of feel a bit uh powerless powerless. but thank god it doesn't affect children as bad as it affects grown-ups But it is there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> it is well, crazy how how resilient kids are. Yeah? I mean, we feel powerless, but then you look at them and you're like, okay, you guys are actually really, really strong compared to what mentally you have this image of a baby. And then you're like, oh, shit. Like when they're climbing and they fall and they give you that look and you're like, uh, okay, it's not that bad. Like, But that's yeah. what my friend, he, she's a pediatrician. And that was like, wow, really? Like, pediatrician, that's tough. No on kids when they're sick. She's like, yeah, but you know what? They're the much better patients because they're not as whiny as <laughs> as adults. So she actually uh, chose to be a pediatrician. Yeah, yeah that's... Okay. <coughs> yeah, I think, yeah, my breastfeeding is interesting. I mean, for me, it was, um, I would say, yeah, it I was I never let go. That was a problem. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 no, I mean, I also had, had, yeah, we also had our trouble because Munanu was in NICU. So, but l- that was also the lucky part because he immediately got the bottle within the first week because they asked me, yeah, because he was in this, um, in this thingy. Um, and, uh, yeah, and like you say, actually, it was nice for you as well, right? For the give the bottle, and I was pumping, and I had so much milk. My problem was I had too much milk, Mm. so my boobs were constantly um, infected and, you know, this mastitis and so on, and I was, you know, going outside, and just within an hour, I would be touching, and it would be, you know, hard, and I would be, like, so stressed, and like you said, when I went back to work, uh, I I was at home four months, and then I went back, I was like, it's impossible. Honestly, I have no idea how you breastfeed and work. I mean, I mean, for me like i mean i'm in a meeting like oh excuse me uh son is hungry <laughs> can we have a break please i mean you can't time that yeah is i think i mean i was still fortunate because i was mostly in home office um but but even then it, it didn't work because you have your meetings you have your stuff to do and you cannot really accommodate a baby baby schedule yeah so um yeah but and it's crazy how it impacts our mental because for me i was not in my mind this super breastfeeding mom for two years i i was like okay let's see what happens but I did not imagine it being that complicated. I'm like, wow. Because as you say, right? Well, it's natural. So I think you think, yeah, it's natural, but well, not that natural. I mean, <laughs> this is actually really hard. I think it's natural for some women. And I have friends who had no problem with breastfeeding. Uh, straight away after baby is born, they <coughs> latch on, they, they breastfeed, and everything is nice and amazing. And I'm this mother who struggles, <laughs> and I have those nipples that don't work, <laughs> and the baby who would not latch on. And um, But m- also I had really, really great support from my mom and from my sister. And they said, 
that it's fine if you bottle feed. It's not the end of the world. And that really, really helped me. Um, and then uh, I remember when my uh, breastfeeding friends were always complaining because they had to be the one who wakes up. They had to be the one who breastfeeds the child. And for me and Adam, it was perfect because we would rotate. So I would do one night and then Adam would do another night. And then an hour baby, she was waking up maybe once or twice at night. Now she sleeps through the night. I want to brag a little uh, about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. You <laughs> yes, can you yeah. can be. If that <laughs> that's the case, ahead. you can be proud there's, of this. There's some parents out there listening. They're like, motherfucker. <laughs> Ours is not, by the way. So <laughs> he's waking up once. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, don't oversell. He still wakes up. It's okay. Yeah, he wakes <laughs> he's up. He's almost once. perfect, it's but not, not perfect. It's not three times. It's just <laughs> once. Yeah, it could be worse. Um. So go ahead, brag about your child. <laughs> uh, so, but I also I don't want to. Um, I don't want to say that breastfeeding is bad, but I can see that all of my friends who were breastfeeding, especially for a long time, their children are a bit more needy and um, they don't sleep as well as uh, children who are not breastfed. I mean, like waking up at once at night or twice is fine, but I had some friends who had to wake up every 45 minutes to... Uh, be a human pacifier to a child because it's not breastfeeding it's just baby sucking on your nipple and falling asleep yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm happy that it didn't work out because it benefited us in other ways I 100% agree and I think now retrospectively I mean after a year you look back and you're like my god why were you so stressed about this you know <laughs> you're like my god it's, it's so not you know I mean they got their couple of month breast milk it's totally fine um, but yeah I, I agree there's so much stigma around it and like you say this this being attached only to you I think it was so not and honestly I was also uh, mentally not able to do this all by myself mm. I think I didn't even change a diaper until week three or something I like this I think you still don't change it. <laughs> I'm still not <laughs> still not the biggest diaper changer yes that's correct and that's fine you know I'm not missing anything <laughs> um, so yeah so I think this was really really but yeah you have to do one eventually <laughs> I did I she'll did a couple she'll do mine <laughs> But I think the, the, the important for a lot of dads, I also say, like what Adam was saying, was the crazy part is you actually can share in the experience because a lot of moms, you know, they have this. They're the only ones that have that experience of, I mean, of course, once in a while, your kid, you're shirtless and then he'll grab onto your nipple and you're like, all right, whatever. Also, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, this is the one time where you're in the middle of the night. You're just alone with the kid, right? You hear your wife in the other the corner of... <laughs> With that stupid machine that's just like, uh, but you, you have this, you build a bond, right? It is crazy that it, it's something special also for the husband to be able to, to do that. Yeah? Definitely. You know, I think it was really, um, really nice to, to share that experience. I think it allows you to bond better with the, with the baby. Um, you know, I, I think I was always a bit more on the pragmatic side. Mm -hmm. So, you know, milk, food, nutrition, Baby's fed, I'm happy, whereas Marcy was, and I think it's, you know, obviously you do a lot of reading and there is this like weight of expectations on your shoulders and, you know, if you don't breastfeed, you think that, you know, you've, you've failed as a parent, but I think it's, you know, it's definitely not, not true. I think there's many different 
mm, layers of, of, of parenting. And I'm actually very happy that, you know, we, we, we went with the bottle and I think it's, I haven't noticed any, any negative damage. impact on <laughs> Anna, quite <laughs> the opposite. I think she's, uh, she's a happy child. She sleeps through the night and, you know, she still like freaking loves that. Uh, bottled milk, like yeah. it's <laughs> her drug. <laughs> on the way to to drop off Munanui for the play date, he was sitting in the car also with the bottle, and he was just looking at me like some heroin addict on the corner <laughs> of a Frankfurt train station. <laughs> I was just, you know, that those druggy eyes. <laughs> oh God, these two cuties are playing right now. Oh yeah. So, but Adam, what was um, for you the most surprising part? Do you have anything? So for me, actually, um, it's it's an interesting question. So I <coughs> I always hope for the best, but plan for the worst. So I was... You sound German. I was, <laughs> I was, I was ready for giving up gym, having zero free time, you know, having a, an ultra hardcore baby when it comes to waking up in the middle of the night, being cranky, etc., etc. But I think what surprised me the most and... Obviously, you know, we gra we're very grateful for that, that Anna was a relatively, I think, laid back child. She hasn't had any colleagues. Um, she would sleep fine. Um, she, yeah, she, she, she was generally like very kind of happy and cheerful. And then, you know, <coughs> I also thought that in terms of our personal lives, we will have to give up on a lot of things. So I thought I'll have to give up on the gym. I'll have to give up on the, on the things I like. And obviously you do you, you, you kind of restructure your day to allow you to do the things that are important. And for the things that are important, you, you still find the time. Obviously, some of the things you do less, some of the things you do more. Um, so I think it really, it, 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 it's, <coughs> it's not taking things away from you. It's, it's, it's adding another dimension to life. And I think it allows you to continue being fulfilled on many different levels. And I think if you are fulfilled parent you know you can uh, y y you can pass on some of that positive feelings on your on your baby because mm -hmm. I, I think there's a you know it's uh, I, I don't think it's good to be you know a, a frustrated parent because obviously that can have you know negative consequences on the child's upbringing and stuff so yeah I think positive surprise okay that's, that's, that's actually which very, was very nice interesting that's because a happy parent happy baby and yeah, because I think the funny thing but with Mo at the beginning was he was, because obviously when you're pregnant... I was not pregnant when you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean everyone I is telling you your life is going to go away. You're not going to... Like, what you're... What and you, I, and right, I everyone hated these comments. Yeah, and Mo as well. But you know what happened to him? Uh -huh. He wanted to prove so much that life is like it was before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it simply wasn't... Because birth was shit, we were both in trauma. I mean, we were both in trauma for a couple weeks or even months. So, uh, yeah, and but he, like, I remember the first week we were home every Thursday, he, he has his geeky evenings playing D&D. &D. <laughs> Shout out to my D&D &D group. Oh my God. <laughs> What's up, ladies? I haven't played D&D &D in like you want to join? 20 years. We play oh every God. Thursday. I would night. love to join. Play here. 100%. Oh yeah? Are you a dungeon master? No, I'm not the DM. Well, we have a oh. great DM. His name is Bart. This is a whole other podcast okay, on the side. Okay, okay, loser. <laughs> Let's talk about babies. Uh, excuse me, ladies. We're you married this. us. Like, we're, I just want to say, <laughs> you guys married us. But yeah, we play D&D &D every Thursday. It's oh, also, amazing. everyone is almost a dad in that group. 
every Thursday, 7, 7.30 at the... I'm inviting myself in. Yeah, well, you're <laughs> invited for the next one. We'll make a new Thank character you. for you. Oh, my God. Okay, so <laughs> coming back to the topic, actually, D&D was also the cause of the first big fight. No. No? No. First big fight was Colostrum. Uh, th- for me, that wasn't a fight. I was still <laughs> for you, but for me, it was. Well, okay, can so you, can you can you elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> you remember the, you remember the colostrum, yeah. the the that yeah. little that gold liquid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So <laughs> because there's so few, right? And then you have to collect it. Do you guys also had to collect it? No, or because I wasn't producing any until the day Anna was born. Oh, ah, okay. That's so so the thing was, Munanui was in the NICU for us, so we had to collect the colostrum uh-huh. and then bring it to him in the NICU. And of course, Leah, you're like, it's 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 so precious, like, you know, and every single drop you have to collect. And once in a while, of course, there's drops that are going to be dry up and you're not going to catch them. And we had such a big fight because Fenya was like, no, this is how you do it. You can't do it like this. You're doing it wrong. It and I was so like, no, funny. the nurse told me like that. She's like, no, you don't <laughs> fucking listen to me, blah, blah, blah. And the nurse comes in and I was like, excuse me, um, do I do it this way? And she's like, yes, that's the correct way. And I just look at Fenya. <laughs> She didn't yeah. say sorry, by the way. She just <laughs> she, she doesn't accept the fact. But Anyways, that was our first fight. <laughs> I, I I really don't think it was a fight. But for you, but Thursday D and D night was a fight. So he was so adamant on I want my life to be the way it was before. So he's like, yeah, Thursday D and D night. And honestly, I wasn't ready to be alone with Munanui. I couldn't be alone. Yeah, I was suffering from the C-section, surgery, pain, depression, everything. I was so terrified to be alone with Munanui. Even D and D. I mean, it's here in the building, by the way. That he just <laughs> went down to the. I mean, you know, it was just here. But um, I and so I actually agreed. I think I don't know. You but agreed. I, yeah, I mean, I probably. Because it's planned. I mean, I was insane, so. Um, <laughs> so it's the hormones again? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, and so, and then when he wanted to go, Munanui was actually crying. And oh my God. And then I, like, I just lost it. I was like, why do you need to go to DD? Why do you need to pretend things are the same? They are not the same. So, oh my God. That was really, um, so that was a bit. And I think, I mean, you understood later, okay, things are not the same, but it's okay that they are not the same because you can still do the things, you know? I mean, you can go for lunch. You just bring your child and yeah, you will run around a bit but just behind to close plates. That whole DD thing. Yeah. So, the f- my friends, right? Everybody was there waiting for me, right? And then I came in later late but that was the first and only D that i have missed <laughs> because of munanui <laughs> so technically i'm right <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it hasn't changed yeah. but Svenja, yeah. i totally get you because i remember the situation when anna was i think she was six weeks old and adam went uh, to spain for two weeks wow yeah and so we decided that okay for one it week it wasn't holiday by the way yeah it was uh, it was it for it was work, work. <laughs> we had a lot <laughs> I was just gonna say the balls <laughs> wow. thanks for clarifying that. Uh, Adam had to travel a lot with his previous company so thank God he's not there anymore he's with us he doesn't have to travel as much uh, but back to the days when he had to travel he went for two weeks when Anna was only six weeks old. And she had those witching hours. Oh, oh my witch gosh. hours. Oh. Yeah. 6 p.m., 5 I for- p.m. I forgot about those. Dude, <laughs> I, told, I totally, thank the you so hours. much for reminding me the witch hours. We used to call them the bitching hours. High five. Yeah. <laughs> this is totally how I called. Whoever said the name the witch hour, fuck you. All right? That's all <laughs> what I'm going to say. Bitch it's hour. the bitch hours. Um, so 
7 p.m. on the dot, she would start crying for one hour straight. Oh, man. And I would uh, swaddle her, take her into my arms, and bounce on this big yoga ball <laughs> for one hour. So I would get <laughs> backache. And then I discovered that it doesn't matter what I do. She just needs to cry it out for one hour. And I was alone for a week. And after that, my parents came. And they were helping me out. But I remember that one day, because uh, my parents, they live in Poland. And uh, we don't have access to pools. I mean, we do have pools in Poland. But it's not like uh, like in the mi Middle East that you live in a tower. And there's like mm -hmm. three pools. And you can use them and a jacuzzi. So obviously, when my parents came uh, to visit uh, me, they wanted to... Um, to have some time at the pool. So they went to the pool and uh, I was alone with Anna and I could see them from my uh, window chilling on the pool. And then Anna had this witching hour and I just started crying with her because I was like, this is so unfair. They're at the pool and I'm here with this crying baby. And it was just, I had a crisis and I thought that my life will never be the same again and I'm just missing out and it's not fair. Adam's in Spain, he can sleep, I cannot sleep and it's it was just, I think it was just the accumulation of everything. So I totally get you, like sometimes you just have one of those days and that's when everybody leaves and you have to deal with this crying baby mm. and that's when... when uh, shit hits the fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you cannot imagine how exhausting a crying baby is oh, so i i'm only feeling for it because honestly we were and that's always what i say i mean i felt so exhausted but Munanui was an angel child i mean he was really a good baby okay he was his eating halo, super his halo was held up by horns. <laughs> 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 no he was i mean come on he had no colleagues he was sleeping well okay he he drank like super slow yeah that was annoying yeah, but that's but why also I don't have compare him to other babies because no, no, they're not my babies. I right? know, but it's I'm just my saying, baby. I'm <laughs> just saying, like just having, you know, an hour, half an hour, five minutes. Actually, it doesn't matter. Just in general, a crying baby is so exhausting and can drive you crazy. Talking about crying babies, this is new on our program now. Um, we will be now. If you have to take a little bit of a break right now, uh, while you're listening to us, because you have a crying baby or you have a crying husband or a crying wife. Now would be the good time to press pause and then come back to us later on whenever you're ready. But anyways, yeah, crying babies, yeah, it's really a pain in the ass. But I think um, Marcy just gave me a good hint on the next uh, question I wanted to ask your support network. Obviously, you being expats, being in a country um, that you maybe call home, but where probably your family is not located. So how did you feel in terms of friends, family, or did or being alone? Um, how, how did that all go in the first weeks and months? Well, we were very fortunate to have um, two couples that were pregnant at the same time. So shout out to our friends Rob and Jen in Bahrain and Magda and Pavel here in Abu Dhabi. And... Um, we were sharing our experiences and we were giving each other tips, which was really, really good. As I mentioned before, uh, my sister was, uh, I have an um, eight-year-older sister who had two pregnancies and she was also giving me advice, which sometimes was not very accurate. I mean, as Adam said, we were getting a lot of advice like, oh, for don't, don't drink orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, forget that you're gonna sleep through the night 
baby's gonna wake up, uh, you're never gonna do this or that again. Yeah, it was all very demonizing. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Um, and but some advice was really really great. So I remember when um, Adam's mom, who's a teacher and she runs her own nursery, oh. she yeah, and she also um, studied speech development for a long long time. So she gave me very very good tips like um, when you. Uh, when you deliver a baby, uh, they usually have very long nails. And what people do, they put mittens on their hands. Apparently, that's a no-no. You shouldn't do that because that's how babies develop uh, their speech with their little fingers. So they stimulate their mouth by, obviously, by touching uh, uh, their mouth with their little Maybe hands. scratching their mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just easier to just... I know it's scary that you have to cut their little nails, uh, but it's really, really better for them to, to, to do that because in the end it will benefit them with their speech development. So stuff like that, or um, my mom would also give me really, really good advice and a lot of support, especially on that breastfeeding thing. Uh, that was very much needed because I felt like shit uh, that I'm not able to breastfeed and all the all the women around my network were like, "Don't worry, it's fine." Men had always the same answer: "Just give her the bottle." <laughs> <laughs> we're so pragmatic. <laughs> it's crazy to say that, right? No brainer. It's a no brainer. But, give but them not the all bottle. men. We not all men, all but a majority examples. of them. Uh, a majority of men do say, "Like, all right, fuck it, just give them the bottle." <laughs> like you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, and then I mean, there's a lot of kids around the world that don't. Uh, Breastfeeding and that the bottle feed. I mean, uh, my mom. But could you it. maybe just coming back? Sorry, honey. So yeah, go ahead. Uh, just going back to the network. Um, then um, did you have like friends coming over and helping you with Anna, or what's what really just most important to have someone to exchange your experiences? Um, we had our close friends, um, Rob and Jen, coming over. I had some other friends coming over, but it wasn't like they were helping with the baby. No. Uh, I think we did everything pretty much ourselves. Um, my parents came for two weeks. Uh, no, sorry, for one week. And during that week, they were helping a lot. And then Adam's mom came shortly after that for, I think, three weeks. Yeah, I think it was good. Because obviously, I think, you know, living in Bahrain, you need to connect. Getting there is not easiest. So I'm grateful that because we had Anna, it's given our relatives uh, a chance to visit. I think um, for me, uh, obviously, I was on paternity for two weeks and then I took a, uh, one week off. So being off work for three weeks, which, you know, has not happened during my 10 years with, with my previous em employer was fantastic. And then two weeks you went to Spain, right? And then two <laughs> weeks I went to Spain, <laughs> yes. Um, so I think that was, that was good. We had a little bit of emotional support from our relatives, our friends, but we also had a lot of, I think, pragmatic, practical support because of being based in the Middle East. Yeah. You know, it's really convenient here. You can get a nanny. Mm -hmm. um, we had a cleaner coming twice a week. So from yeah, from that standpoint, I think it was really, yeah, it was a real privilege, yeah. And I of guess. course, after having a C-section, you can't really move, you can't really do much, mm. and you need to focus on recovering, so you can't really lift anything uh, apart from the baby. Uh, so having that lady coming in twice a week, changing bed sheets, uh, changing towels, because she did all that uh, for us, 
it was just really really good and also facilities uh, in our uh, in our uh, tower at the time were great so we could enjoy going to the pool going to the gym just chilling in the in the jacuzzi so it was it's I, i can't imagine doing that somewhere else like in england or in poland where especially in winter you have to put layers on that baby and then you have to dress yourself uh being in the middle east in april because anna was born in april the weather was still good uh you could go out for a walk you didn't have to put a lot of layers you just put on your slippers and a sundress and that's it and you go for a nice walk so i think the the circumstances were were really good um and yeah it was kind of i don't want to say easy <laughs> but it was i think it was easier than what we've imagined yeah mm. i think it was quite uh, idyllic yeah. like yeah. you know the, the the way i recall these first two three months it was yeah it was really nice adam was playing elden ring for every every day when anna was born during his m- paternity <laughs> when, when, when she was w- sleeping what, what is that <laughs> <laughs> it's this a computer game yeah okay. playstation game and she would always i mean mo you will know it's a notoriously difficult game um And she would always wake up when I was, you know, nearly on the verge of defeating the next boss. <laughs> and I would, I would die. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a, a, a little Elden Ring story. Okay, okay. But I've so now beaten the game. But, you know, it's very interesting because I think you guys hang out around a lot of people that had kids. So, in your mind, like you said, somehow the w- you expected the worst scenario and actually had an, you know, and then it got better as you thought for us we didn't have people with kids around us Mm. and i think i mean we didn't think about it being idyllic but i mean it was a lot worse than we thought so yes a lot i mean i and i think i mean i i really believe that the key part was indeed the birth and munanoi being in in icu and the whole like uh near to death experience uh was horrible so i think i mean just the start was was really bad and then and then i mean it just took took us uh, a long time to recover i'm still not sure we recovered mm-hmm. i remember when we went to the baby massage um group and the lady actually telling us because then uh, people shared their birth stories and yeah we were the only one actually crying And then she's like, oh, yeah, maybe you have PTSD. And, yeah. you know, so yeah. I was like, oh, wow, you can have that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's um, so I think this. So for us, it was so much worse. Yeah? Um, but it's really nice to hear that it actually can be different. Mm. And I think because we always say, oh, we want to share the truth because it's so hard. But then maybe we just didn't know because we yeah, didn't have people around truth. us. Exactly. That's our truth. And that's also it what this is about, that there is different truth. Exactly. Yeah? Like parenting like a child. Every child is different. Every parenting style is different different yeah that's the truth exactly the, the, every the truth birth is different. every childbirth is different yeah. even if they're all vaginal or they're c-section they're all different stories yeah that's the whole thing but so your mom is a teacher for my mom was a teacher i think for over primary school teacher for well over 20 years and she's now started her own business which is a nursery but it is a really i mean she's very passionate about it and the nursery is amazing I mean, even by I think Dubai Middle East standards, she's got she's got a lot of theoretical knowledge. She's got amazing equipment. She's got great, you know, motivated staff. It's very small kind of um, groups uh, of children. So it's a really 
I think, kind of conscious. I don't want to use the word like app market, but it is a yeah, it is a very uh, professional um, but it, organization. So it goes to the question I'm going to ask now: Is do you see your parenting style now? Is there a lot of it? And then I'll ask for you after. Is it a lot of it that comes from how you were raised as a child? Do you look now at Anna and you look at your mom and you're like, oh well, actually, like. <coughs> You know, that's a really good question. Um, <coughs> I th There is a lot of things. Obviously, when you have a baby, it allows you to relive your youth a little bit. And, you know, th there is kind of like glimmers and, 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 and flashbacks of, of when I was a baby. But I don't really... I, I think I recall my parents' parenting style a lot more when I was, uh, you know, early teenager in these kind of formative years. I don't really recall it much when I was, um, you know, a, a very young child. Um, so I think it's, it's difficult to find differences or similarities. Um, I would like to think that, you know, I've, I've kind of developed my own style and that's mixture of reading, mixture of, you know, practical things, what works, what doesn't. Um, and obviously, you know, we, we're only starting our journey, so I'm sure it will change, it will evolve, and course, you know, yeah. develop as we as we go along. But have you talked to your mom about it? Like, has there been instances where you're like, "Hey, mom, actually, how was it when I was a kid?" Or, or does she like tell you, "Ah, oh, maybe." They always yeah. say it was <coughs> difficult. <laughs> I'm, ta I'm talking we about him as a kid, not as marriage. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was supposedly a uh, a textbook child, like I was easygoing, like. I didn't cause too many headaches. Um, By the way, Anna uh, looks like Adam, and she, I think, from what his mom uh, says about him, she's also behaving like Adam when he was a child. So I remember when she said that she brought him back from the hospital and put him down, and he slept for six hours straight. So oh. She had to wake ah. up and check if he's still breathing because <laughs> she thought this baby is dead. <laughs> and I like to sleep. And we <laughs> did the same, the same thing happened with Anna. We brought her back from the hospital. We put her down in her crib. After a few hours, I'm like, why is she not crying? <laughs> <laughs> She's still asleep, and she was sleeping for a long, long time. And I think him and her they they're just the same um in that way they just like to sleep <laughs> would you would you raise anna the same way like when you think about how you're when you remember the parenting you got from your parents would you do it the same or would you do it different would you i mean of course this is in the future yeah but i mean now that you look at it and you're like okay i'm gonna this is kind of how i'm gonna parent my child this mm -hmm. is you know because we're all in that journey right now where so I think there is, um, you know, there, there is, I, I think as a father, you have two main, I think, responsibilities, and they're both about, they're both around education. So one is, you know, academic education, and I think I would like, obviously, you know, Anna can do whatever she wants in life. She doesn't need Why to have Why is that a, a father's responsibility? As soon as she doesn't end up on OnlyFans, I'm happy. Maybe... <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe not a, a, a father's responsibility, but I, I I take it as my personal responsibility. Yeah. So one is education, academic, and, you know, make sure that she has got access to you know whatever she wants to do in life. And second is education, you know, in terms of wisdom, in terms of way of life, in terms of what's right or what's wrong. 
Um, but I, yeah, I, I wouldn't like to be, you know, one of these overly protective parents. I think, um, yeah, I, you know, Marcy is uh, is very protective, and you know, I I don't mind when when Anna, you know, makes a little mistake or you know, bumps into something once in a while. Um, so Are I think a, a, a cautious uh, approach. So I think that brings me to the next topic, if I may. Or you want to... No, because, I mean, Marcy also... Needs yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> apparently one mistake and she might end up in OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, let's Just go. Anna will never have like a webcam or anything of that sort. But, but I think let's put it in, a, in another pers uh, perspective. So obviously you have a different idea maybe for parenting. Um, so maybe you can let us know what's your idea and then also um, what happened to your partnership or did something happen or how do you two um, yeah, in, uh, as, as being partners um, experience this, especially when there's maybe different opinions and mm. how did that go? Okay, so answering your first question, um, raising Anna, um, I think Adam's parents have different experience because they raised two boys. My parents raised two girls. So, and I think raising a boy and a girl is totally different. So I need to make sure that my daughter, she can support herself. She, she has to be strong. She has to be a little feminist. <laughs> um, so from now on, I always, like since she was quite small I always give her choices in terms of what she's gonna wear so every day I give her two two t-shirts wow. or two outfits and I ask her Anna what would you like to wear I think it's sometimes it's just a chance which one she's gonna grab but I want to make sure that she's decisive and she knows what she wants so that's the first thing second thing I I kind of mirror my parents when it comes to parenting style. They're quite laid back and they're very loving and very caring. And I always had a lot of toys and they would allow me to do pretty much made everything. Made by your dad too. Yes. You, your dad makes some great toys. <laughs> yeah, well. he's really good with uh, woodwork. So he makes uh, toys for Anna. And I'm scared because we're going to Poland and apparently he made a lot of toys. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even scared. <laughs> no, I'm scared because I'm going to have to buy uh, another luggage. <laughs> but when you when you give her two two pieces of clothing, is it like Wu-Tang Clan? Because I saw the other <laughs> day when we, were, when we were at dinner at her house, right? She had the Cypress Hill shirt, great album. And then she had the Wu-Tang baby shirt. I was like, another great album right there. Do you have like one like Wu-Tang Clan and then one Cypress Hill or is it like one Wu-Tang and then one Taylor Swift? <laughs> is that how you do the choices and you're like, you better pick Wu-Tang? <laughs> no, um, no Taylor Swift because I don't listen to her music. So uh, I think Anna will not be exposed to that kind of music. Um, she will listen to rap, Afrobeats, jazz and all the cool music. Yeah, old dirty bastard, ODB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I that Wu Tang Clan T-shirt is uh, I only bought it because I have one, so I wanted to have. That's uh, cool. <laughs> I wanted us to have matching outfits, um, but I just need to make sure that her outfits are comfortable. So I get a lot of outfits from my in-laws, and 
they're all flowery and tight and <laughs> so do you put <laughs> them <ready>? against <laughs> um they're, they're not included in the in Anna's selection <laughs> <laughs> They're, they're option number three, which is in the in the bottom drawer that nobody has access to. It's so okay. in case the in-law comes and she's like, oh, where's all the clothes? It's there. Somewhere. She, she just never picks them. <laughs> just never, she doesn't like them. I don't know. Uh, no, I just... I like to be quite pragmatic when it comes to clothes, okay? I do buy one old Wooten Clan t-shirt for my baby, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I usually uh, select the same style so it's it has to be quite stretchy quite comfortable because our baby is very active she climbs and she gets dirty gets dirty easy to wash yeah, same uh, for but us but you know i mean just just i mean what that just does with me now actually is kind of i mean you're 100% right in what you're doing but it's kind of sad that raising a girl you have to think about these things because when I dress Munanui I don't think about oh I want you to be decisive <laughs> I yeah. just want you to look cute and 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 I said that the other day I was like my god is so much I like I wish I would be a man sometimes I mean yeah um you're almost there dressing dressing a man <laughs> dressing a boy it's so easy short pants t-shirt that's yeah. it also you can buy like, like shorts or pants that are made for <laughs> girls and put it with a boy shirt and it just matches I, I buy Anna's clothes in uh, boys section um, most of the time because they're just much more pragmatic they're pra easier they're yeah. made to play around they're not made to just like look pretty look pretty yeah, yeah it's exactly. really crazy yeah yeah it this whole blue and pink thing I mean and I, I read an article somewhere that we're going backwards so apparently these stores for boys and girls it's it's getting more extreme again I was like oh come on seriously but I mean it's crazy we have to think about yeah. this as a woman or later as a girl as a teenager you know I mean you have to raise uh, yeah I, I agree yeah and and the other way around I mean for me that's why it's so important with Munanui that we raise a good boy and yeah. later man that respects women right and that uh, yeah respects feminist boys actually a feminist yeah, yeah. Um, I think the most important um thing for Anna to have around is to have um, good role models and I think our relationship will teach Anna how to behave in a relationship and what to expect from her partner so Adam is very supportive and I think we have amazing relationship and I'm very grateful for that and Anna is always surrounded by love and respect and we don't fight and a lot well we fight sometimes but we don't fight a lot uh, certainly we don't fight in front of Anna and I think that's very important that she has this role model especially Adam as this great role model because later on she will know what kind of partner she should pick during her life um, and if she has a bad role model dad then it can impact her relationships mm. in the future. I mean, they learn from us, yeah, at the yeah. end of the day. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's why yeah. there's those sayings, yeah? Uh, the more the more now that I've been, like, every day you're more and more, like, every day is a new parenting day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of these old sayings. I was like, oh, yeah, I really get it now. Yeah. Like, it takes a village. Mm. Before, I was like, ah, whatever. Now you're like, 
I need two villages and a city, please. <laughs> you know? And yes, the apple doesn't and fall for me. And an army, exactly. <laughs> I need an army. I need a whole thing. It's just, you know what? Just give me the whole city. But yeah, there's a lot of these things. Yeah, and they do they do learn from us. And, and it's, uh, yeah. But it's it's nice to hear that you guys are, that the, the you guys are confident in yourself, confident in your couple. And that's that confidence is something that Anna, you know, inshallah, as they say here, will pick up and normally they do because that's that's how you'll teach them and mm. it's the same for us yeah we're very we're confident as people we're confident in our couple yeah, of course we fight more than we did before. i mean that yeah, for us it was definitely because we never fought much um but um except for i think maybe the first years there was so we we have a safe word we implemented a safe word i think we've talked about it in one of the episodes before as well where when we start having an argument and it's getting too much we you can say the safe word and then we just stop because you know if you say something that you can't take back you can really damage the relationship right and so um yeah and we had to say it a lot more <laughs> so i think now it's better right yeah much better much Way better better, much better. you listen to me but but i have to say recently i feel also my hormone i mean i'm more i'm easy to explode i don't know but i think it's really some i heard just recently you need around two years to recover from birth and the hormones after breastfeeding it takes a long time until it's all out of your body so recently i really feel some changes and i'm like okay why why am i bad like exploding yeah i should <laughs> you know what's funny yesterday we were driving uh, somewhere and we were passing uh, the uh, Russell Core where flamingos um, hang out mm -hmm. and I said to Adam do you did you know that flamingos lose their pink color when they have a baby flamingo and that pink color only comes back when the baby is old <laughs> I can really relate to that my pink is gone. <laughs> wow, that's so funny. <laughs> I did not know that, but you know what? Uh, that's a really good thing now. So that's yeah. a really good analogy. My pink is gone. <laughs> My pink is gone. <laughs> I'm blue now. No. Somebody tell <laughs> I'm actually wearing blue. <laughs> I'm actually wearing pink. pink. <laughs> oh my god! Was there was there anything that Anna taught you guys? Like, was there anything you discovered about yourselves that becoming a parent that Anna like? taught you as like you discovered about yourself that you didn't even know existed um <coughs> i think that the, the main thing that i guess it, it, it allowed me to do is to kind of live a bit more day by day because they they develop so quickly and they discover new things and you know i, I think at these these early years ev ev every day they kind of do something different and if you're away for a week you know you the baby has got new skills, which is which is amazing. So I think it it allowed me to kind of pause a bit more and you know leave in these like daytight compartments and you know just focus on the moment and just look at her and adore her and you know be 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 proud of how quickly she's um, she's growing. I don't know. I I remember when she was born and we used to call her our guru. Um, and I think that's what she is. She's our guru. She's our... Spiritual leader. Yeah, <laughs> she's <laughs> our spiritual leader. We're not very religious, me and Adam, but um, it kind of changed. Like, like Adam said, it makes you pause and it makes you cherish those little moments and just enjoy playing with her. Or yesterday she um, 
she was almost falling asleep and I came back from my pedicure appointment and I didn't know that she's falling asleep so I just went into her room and when she saw me she got super excited she started jumping on her bed so I couldn't just leave I had to stay with her and I stayed with her for maybe half an hour until she fell asleep and she was touching my hand and she was looking at me and it was just the best time and I didn't mind staying there and I wasn't thinking oh okay I could be chilling on the couch with a glass of wine and watching tv no I it just doesn't occur to me anymore like those things are not important what's important is now and with her and I know that I will never get this time back so I need to I really need to use it with her because she's gonna grow so quickly and I always think, okay, this might be the last time when I'm bottle feeding her in my arms. Mm. And actually, I don't do that anymore because she can hold her own bottle. So I think it was two weeks ago I was I was bottle feeding her. And I was thinking, this could be the last time when I'm actually holding her in my arms and bottle feeding her. And I think it was the last time. So I was like really cherishing it. So, yeah, she just teaches us that. Yeah, this this could be the last time. I think that's that is probably one of the phrases for any parent. Yeah, is mm. everything could be the last time. This is gonna, there is gonna be your last diaper, your last bottle, your last nipple, your last kiss. Your, like, this this is the last time. Yeah. Yeah, this could be the last time. It's really it it really puts a lot of things into perspective. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's you you get that uh, work smarter and not harder to enjoy the the smaller things, right? It's. Uh, mm. I saw you going there. You wanted to do a question there? No, 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 no. I, I, I'm just really thinking about what you just said, which was beautiful. You know, that you say, I, you know, I could have, you're not missing that glass of wine on the couch and you actually cherish this moment because, you know, maybe, you know, that will be the last time she needs you actually to fall asleep. <laughs> Although you could have had the glass of wine while holding her hand on the time. <laughs> <laughs> I had it afterward. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing in parenting. <laughs> you never have the last glass of <laughs> wine. There is you just get more wine, right? <laughs> it's like this could be the last time and uh, yeah, I definitely need more wine. Delayed <laughs> yeah. gratification. Mo- I call it mom juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also for dads. <laughs> it's just yeah, wi- wine helps. Wine does help. It it really does. It does help. <laughs> Can we go to the last question which I think is beautiful? Which one? Well, question number 13, which <laughs> we, we, we didn't ask all the questions, but I think that one is really okay. nice. You, you go right. ahead and ask. So basically, um, just to, because we're speaking, I think, almost an hour, so let's let's go to the last question. Um, if given the chance, what would you like to express to your partner regarding their involvement and growth throughout this entire parenting journey? Who's going first? You. <laughs> 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 Why did you ask this question? You knew what I'm going to Depending <laughs> on your answer. <laughs> so, yeah, I think the, 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 the main thing which I would say is that, you know, you, you're doing amazing well as a, as a parent. Um, I think, you know, I, I kind of ap- approach this without, you know, kind of expectations. So just, you know, taking things as, as they go. But... Um, yeah, I'm I'm very very impressed with, you know how much how much you changed, how much love you've got to give, how much energy you have, and also how how much stamina you have. 
you know, in terms of your little processes, brushing the teeth, etc., etc. Like you, you know, basically became this super impressive mother machine. <laughs> um, so yeah, just wanted to say that I'm very proud of you, and you're doing extremely well. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Um, well, I would like to say to you that um, I always, I'm always impressed with your with your calmness and how how calm you are and how you because I'm I'm very emotional and when it comes to raising Anna sometimes I get frustrated and angry and uh, poor cat <laughs> I, I feel sorry for our cat because the cat always gets our blame for everything <laughs> <laughs> You only have her since a couple months, by the way. <laughs> so the cat is your second husband? <laughs> <laughs> no, the cat is always there, and the cat is so needy, and the cat is always there, and we get, like, okay, so for example, Anna wouldn't go to sleep, and the cat storms into her room, and she sees it, and she wants to play with it, and I'm like, oh, this fucking cat <laughs> ruins everything, and of course <laughs> it's not cat's fault, <laughs> cat just wants to play, and his um, uh, evening, it's his playtime, her playtime, um, and I get very angry very quickly, and Adam's always like, just calm down, it's fine, and he he's always happy to take Anna for a walk and he always says you, you just take a long hot bath just I'm gonna look after her and it's just so important I think because I feel like I'm not alone I feel like we're, we're in this together obviously as a mom I do probably more than you do because Anna wants me more so she she will often want me to uh, put her to sleep or she will want me to hold her and our baby is not very light she's <laughs> very heavy I can I can <laughs> confirm that I, li I like how the dad's like she's heavy and the mom's like she's not very light <laughs> <laughs> she's not petite <laughs> it's becoming becoming a good exercise <laughs> but you do like squats with Anna on your back <laughs> <laughs> or lunges. Oh lunges are good. Wow. No, I've, I haven't been exercising for a long time and I've lost all my pregnancy weight. And Anna's the reason. <laughs> because I have to carry her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> she's still not very confident walker. She's She likes to crawl more than she walks. So she likes to be picked up and I have to pick her all the time. And Adam's always like, how do you do it? She's heavy for me. I don't know how you do it. And then he keeps telling me, oh, you're the word that he words that he just said and it's just so uplifting and it just makes me want to be better and better so thank you for that yeah not being alone in this whole thing i think that's uh that's the key not mm. being alone is very important yeah yep. finding that right partner that ride or die no yeah yeah like we can go into dungeons together and slay some fucking dragons. <laughs> 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 we can lose our pink, but we're still blue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Normally when you say lose your pink, it's too indistinct, but whatever. What? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I think our pink will come back. Oh, yes. I mean, not for us for a long time because we're planning to have another baby. Uh, but you guys, you'll have your pink back. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys yeah, so much cool. for joining us. Good being here. Thank you. 
No, it was really, really That a was pleasure. really nice. Thank yeah, you. really cool. So much fun. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Bye-bye. Honey bunny. Thank I you. Love you. Love you too. <laughs>